This is Autonomous Unity on the Service with Autonomy Network, the SWAN. You're listening to Episode 8, the 2014 Ohio Literature Conference. This is going to be a little bit different type of episode today. This is really just a, a smattering of interviews and, and blurbs, basically people that were at the Ohio Literature Conference in 2014 uh, in Lisbon, Ohio. It was put on by the Got Recovery Home Group, I believe. Uh, it uh, did deal with a lot of uh, literature that's being written by home groups uh, in the uh, that are involved with the uh, As Is Conference, the uh, Alternate Service Informational Structure, uh, which is... Uh, uh, a conference of fellowship home groups that are truly autonomous where the the home groups actually run the conference and the conference has very little probably actually no power the home groups actually uh, take care of most of the services the way we're supposed to and we truly use the conference to cooperate with one another uh, with regard to things like writing literature and things that do affect the uh, other groups and NA as a whole it's where we come together but as far as who runs the services it's the way our world services should be and and almost was for a while in 82 83 you know we've had times in our history when we've come really close to that but uh we're gonna get on to these interviews really quick here basically uh we just kind of accosted people as they uh, came in and out of the literature conference or or uh came into the break room to get a little cup of coffee while they were writing asked them things like why were why they were there what they thought of the open participatory literature process uh what their experience had been, if they had a lot of clean time, a little clean time, didn't matter. We asked them if we felt like their voice was being heard, if what they were saying had an impact on the literature. So we're going to go ahead and get to the interviews. But before we do that, let me make a really quick disclaimer here. This uh, podcast is intended for members of Narcotics Anonymous. If you're not a member of NA, we respectfully request that you tune out at this time. This is simply in keeping with both the spirit and the letter of our traditions, in so much as uh, any internal controversies or things that we might discuss with regard to our service structures uh, do not become uh, fodder for public consumption. Uh, that being said, let's get on to the interviews. Okay, so we're here at the Ohio Literature Conference. We're talking to Jim M. Just want to know if you want to listen to why you were here this weekend and what you thought of it. No, it's been a cool experience. I, I'm reminded of something people used to write in my book, Argue for Your Limitations, and they're yours forever. I, I also read it. Actually, it's me that puts that in people's books. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Here's the deal. You know, if we lock ourselves into the way it's done here, then we're not going to grow and develop and change. Um, and I'm hope, hopeful that we can set the tone through things like this, um, our local literature conference, for the fellowship to begin a grassroots change again <laughs> like happened in the late 70s, early 80s. Where are you from? Where am I from? I'm from the spiritual center of the universe, <laughs> northeastern Ohio. <laughs> nice. Thank you, brother. Okay, here, 2014, Lisbon, Ohio, the As Is Literature Conference. actually being put on by a home group. Uh, give us your name and where you're from, brother. I'm Jay Moo from Reston, Virginia. And we've... Uh, talked online many times <laughs> i think even maybe on the phone once on a phone call uh, a group call once i think but uh anyway uh what do you think of the conference what brought you here what do we want to tell the people about what's going on i am just so inspired by the reviving open participation literature movement 
Um, we've done some really good work here. I just feel so inspired by uh, the new IPs we've got, putting a little bit of polish on a complete abstinence that we worked up in Longwood, Florida, and now I think it's really ready for mass home group approval. And we did some work on five tools, which I, when I first saw it, I said, God, this is great. We put a little polish on it, it's ready to go. Wow. So what's the difference between what we got going here and uh, what's going on at the world level? Do you know much about that? Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of get confused at the world level, don't know what's going on there, or think they know what's going on. And do you know anything about what goes on with our literature there, who writes it, what's going on at a conference like this? Yeah, very much. I've been clean 25 years. My first opportunity to participate in liter- literature creation was It Works, How and Why?, and all we got was an up or down. You know, I went to a literature committee meeting to review this, and they said, okay, well, do you like it or not? And I was like, um, some of it I like, some of it not quite right. So, and that's, that's the way it's been my whole recovery. I'm a service junkie from the start, and, uh, you know, I've participated in area, region, and world, and the farther I get from the home group, the less plugged in I feel. Um, I really, I left the World Service Conference and I told them straight up, I'm going back to group service because that's what really feeds my soul. And this does not. Mm. And, um, you know, I've met a lot of world board members and they really treat me like a set, second class citizen. And I haven't gotten that here in the open participation movement, you know. Even the biggest names, you know, greet me with a hug. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and we talked a lot about on other podcasts about this is the way our literature used to be written, that it wasn't a straight up and down vote. We didn't have a corporation and professional writers write something for us and then say, Get, take the whole thing or, or you know, lump it or leave it, basically. You, you either get a book or you don't. And now uh, this is something where everybody here goes through line by line. And uh, according to these old-timers who used to do it, uh, it's the way we used to do things. So you've been around 25 years, so you got to saw, see to some degree some of this in action, but more on the tail end after they'd closed the committees. And and uh, it must be really refreshing to see something like this and I I remember when I came in this is the way I always thought literature was written but you could never find any place to do it I didn't know the committees had been closed and uh, you know I I I don't know is there anything you want to in closing I guess here before you get in I know you got to get in and start working on some literature anything you'd like to say uh, to wrap it up I really think the newcomer can give us some of our best input because folks like you and me we're soaked in recovery and we know what's what. And the newcomer, who we're really aiming our literature at, goes, what the heck is this higher power thing? You know? Hey. And, and we really need that input. And that's totally excluded from the NAS level stuff. We would never get a statement like, can't save your ass and your face at the same time, out of a professional writer. That had to come from a 17-year-old girl with 90 days sitting in the back of the room, who I must say is still clean today. 
what you're saying is true. You know, we sit here and, and we, you know, we're trying to write this book for somebody, and these are the very people who can tell us whether it speaks to them as we write it. And just so people know, we've got people here, I think all the way from under a month clean to 39 years clean. That's open participation. Anybody can come and work on this stuff. And uh, so we can speak to the addict at all levels. So, hey, thanks for your time, brother. Glad you talked to us. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you at more of these things. Well, thanks for being willing to listen. That makes so much difference. <laughs> yeah, we, hopefully someone will listen to both of us here, huh? Yeah. You going to go get Jim in there? Okay, we are set up here in the break room at the Ohio Literature Conference because uh, somebody got up late this morning and still got character defects. So we're catching them in the break room at this point. Uh, got another addict with me who's willing to talk to us. And uh, just so everybody knows on this podcast, you probably heard the disclaimers, but this only goes out. We ask that only members of Narcotics Anonymous listen to this. We don't put our pictures or our last names out there. And we maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, and social media. Uh, but uh, this is something that's important to get out of the fellowship, whether it's in written form or people talking. And that's the point of this podcast is that not everybody will read an essay, but uh, people will listen sometimes. So uh, what's your name, brother? Where are you from? My name's Danny M. I'm from uh, Scranton, PA, Northeast Pennsylvania. Another, another Pennsylvanian from the epicenter of where everything went down in our history, it seems like, almost. So uh, would you mind giving us your clean date? Sure, June 28th of 2013. Nice, nice, brother. What brought you out here this weekend? Uh, well, I've been involved with uh, As Is and the Anonymy Foundation uh, for for almost a year now. And uh, I've been trying to hit all the events that they put on and all the different uh, you know things that they got going on. And uh, this was just another one we've been planning. Uh, so we made the trip out to Ohio to uh, participate in this thing. Cool. Do you? Uh, what's your take on open participation? How it works, opposed to as opposed to uh, the way things are going on in the current. I don't even like to say our service structure, but the service structure that exists. Well, let me tell you what I had never before this weekend. Prior to this weekend, I had never experienced open participation. You know, I had heard about it, and I had read quite about quite a bit about it. And uh, yeah, you know what I mean. This is something great. This is how our. Uh, you know, the predecessors did it. This is how uh, the people that formed our fellowship did it. You know what I mean? And uh, today, the way the way NAWS is running things, you know, you can send them input, but uh, who knows where it goes. You know what I mean? It's not an open particip- uh, participatory thing. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, like I said, it's a select committee that kind of decides just a small group of individuals, you know, some of them getting paid, you know what I mean, that just decide what our uh, what our literature is going to be. You know, and that's the complete opposite of what we're doing here because this stuff here, you know, was written by addicts, for addicts, about addicts. I mean, this is the real, you know, grassroots uh, part of any here. And when we get uh, in a, when we come up with any sort of a finished or polished product here, and uh, you know, right now it's a continual process. Uh, it can go to uh, the as is. Eventually, we're hoping this will go fellowship wide. Mm-hmm. But uh, when we get a, a finished or polished project product here. Um, who decides that? Is it? Uh, do we have any professional writers here? Do we have anybody uh, that? Uh, how how is it decided when something's polished and done at this conference? Well, you know, I, it's all done by the addicts. It's all done by the people that participate in this. You know, we don't have any outside writers. We don't have any outside editors or or you know anything of that nature. You know, nobody outside the fellowship, nobody outside of the process, you know, has any say on this whatsoever you know as far as when it's a when it's a finished product you know i've been told that you know we'll know you know what i mean we work on this thing and and we add input and we uh you know we do our own editing a little bit 
And, uh, you know, when it comes to be the finished product, you know, I, I think the uh, higher power leads us to that. And, uh, you know, we'll know when it's ready to go out. And in the meantime, you know, every step of the process, you know, is available online. You know what I mean? So even if, hey, you know, it's just like the gray book. You know what I mean? There's a lot of addicts that never get to see the gray book. You know what I mean? But it's still out there. You know, thank God, because of some of the addicts that participate in as is and anonymy and, and uh, organizations like that. Uh, so cool. Uh, so uh, did anybody get like a, any groups fund like a quarter million dollars to write a book before a single bo- a word had been written uh, as far as this conference goes? <laughs> no, we all come out here. Uh, you know, we come out of pocket to do this thing. You know what I mean? Uh, N.A. has given I know for me personally, Narcotics Anonymous has given so much to me. You know, that spending a little bit of money to come out here in Ohio and participate in this thing is, is well worth it. You know, the spiritual rewards are uh, are indescribable. But, no, we have no we have no outside funding. We have no kind of, uh, you know what I mean, outside sources paying for this. We have no kind of, uh, you know, we, we don't go and ask the fellowship for money to come and do this. You know what I mean? This is something we do on our own. So uh, non-professionalism and direct support, I... Those concepts seem familiar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you'd want to say in uh, a closer, one thought you'd like to leave with people before you get back in there and do more writing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I just want to say how grateful I am. I mean, this is something uh, for any addict out there listening, you know, uh, uh, go to the website. You know what I mean? NAHelp.org. You know what I mean? Go to Radio Free NA. Contact Chubbs. You know, um, we're going to be having these things every couple months now. This is going to be the regular thing. And it's really something that no addict should miss out on. I mean, this is how our fellowship was formed. This is how our literature was written. And it doesn't matter if you've got multiple years clean. or you, I mean, we had a girl here with 19 days clean yeah. at, at this thing. You know, and it doesn't matter what kind of clean time you have because you come to events like this and you have guys like Billy A and Jim M. I mean, these guys participated in writing our original basic text. And you have these guys look at you and tell you stuff like, hey, you know what, it's God's destiny for you to help us write this traditions book. You know what I mean? And it's just the most inspiring, uh, you know, experience I've ever had. You know, it's really great stuff. And it's something that, you know, I believe every addict should be a part of. I mean, this is our fellowship. This is our literature. And, uh, you know, yeah, this this program is from God, you know, and it's a good thing. All right, so one more question. The the traditions book you just mentioned that's being worked on here, um, this is not is it, this is not the one that we uh, most groups voted on to to pay for in their meetings. It is being written by a corporation, correct? That is correct. Yep, that was the one that they uh, I believe they passed the motion. They wanted funding for for about a quarter million dollars just just to start setting up workshops, not even to write anything, not even to have anything printed. You know, there's a quarter million dollars of the fellowship's money for this traditions book that uh, Noz is putting out. And the thing about that traditions book, it you know these are traditions based on a very skewed view of our uh, of our fellowship history you know but uh this traditions book here you, you know you're getting the truth you're getting the truth about the fellowship and you're getting you know what the traditions the meaning behind them really are cool perfect hey thanks for your time brother thanks and, uh, a lot Chuck, we'll man. be seeing Keep each other a lot yes sir love you man yeah, you too. billy a just walked in the break room here we're, we're ambushing people as they come in uh, <laughs> a lot of you probably heard him on our last multi-part podcast episode five uh the real history of the baby blue so just want to let, give billy the mic let him tell us a little bit about why he's here what he thinks of this weekend anything he wants to let people know about open participation why, why i'm here is because of uh it gives me opportunity to be a service in the open participatorial process uh 
I mean, the last real time that we did this here was uh, the writing of the basic text and the original, what people referred to as the original 13 pamphlets, even though it wasn't 13, uh, but it was close to it. And uh, But the excitement that it creates for my newcomers that I can bring with me and uh, to show them the involvement uh, that we can write, uh, it saved my life back in, in 1980 when I met uh, my sponsor, Joe Proctor from Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, and told me that I could write. And I didn't believe him at that point in my life. Um, I had so many, uh, you know, I can't in my life at that point, young in recovery. Uh, you know, I was a ninth grade walkout. I had all the excuses why I couldn't do something. You know, and, uh, he got me involved in the writing of the basic text. You know, and, uh, through that there, I learned how to read, write. I was able to go to college because of that. I was able to, um, you know, get an associate's degree, and uh, I didn't finish up my bachelor's because of injuries that I had at that point in time. Uh, but it, the situation was that I could achieve something. And the excitement that I see when we're writing and we, when we come together like this here, and someone's voice felt, feels like it's being heard. And I think that's the, the real deal is when someone can feel like they're, they're being heard and uh, that they can actually be part of something. You know, and, uh, as we create a piece of literature that we're working on, uh, a 12th tradition book, uh, you know, whether it be a guide or a workbook uh, that we're doing, it's it's going to be what's right for, in my mind, for the groups that are involved. You know, it, uh, it, it's creating creativity, and that's the excitement that I'm um, I'm really fired up right now. Uh, not much sleep this weekend, and it's it's just been a powerful event. You know, and, uh, to see people, groups, be able to come and participate, and uh, not have their voice uh, stampled upon by a paid service uh, center. You know, that's not, they don't, you know, it doesn't have control of this. The groups have control of it. And through a loving, caring God, you know, uh, there's just uh, beautiful things that are going on here where addicts are traveling as we did in the early days to come and participate. You know, and, and I just can't, I'm just overwhelmed at this point in time, and I want to thank uh, Chubb's here for grabbing me once again. <laughs> thank you, and God bless, and thank you for your service, brother. Thanks, Randy. One more quick question. You mentioned the newcomer. How much voice do these, uh, the, the people with less clean time here have in this process compared to the guys like you that lived this history and that have been clean for decades? Now, they got a total voice. You know, they have total participation, um, and their their involvement is 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 not only wanted but it's needed. Uh, now and they get to, uh, I mean, there's newcomers out there that got a year clean, less than a year that are correcting things on the board mm. that we're working on, because we're doing a little bit different. We're not doing the actual cut and paste and sitting down. We have uh, the screen up and we're actually doing, you know, electronically doing cut and pasting, and they can see everything there and. I mean, I've I've inputted very little this weekend. I've just sat back and watched this weekend. Watched the the, the some a lot of the newcomers get involved, and and I'm overjoyed. You know, and it's nice sitting up at the lobby at night. You know, as as we finish up, we're going up in the lobby and sitting up there to one two o'clock in the morning. 
knowing we got to get back up and, and be down here in the meeting room at 9, that we got to get up and ha- take a shower and have breakfast and be prepared again and ready. You know, and uh, right now they're out there working on the seventh tradition, you know, which is one of my favorite traditions, but there's no need to input because they're getting the input down right now. You know, so I'm I'm, I'm getting to watch it and encourage and love people and almost do like Joe Proctor did, let them know that they, they can do something, that they're important. Beautiful. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you once again. Got another victim here in the break room. Would you mind giving us your name, where you're from, and your, your clean date if you're comfortable with it? I'm Mandy D. I am from uh, this area, which is uh, northern Columbiana County area of Narcotics Anonymous. And my clean date is May 16th, 2012. And real quick, uh, it's actually a home group putting this on. To talk, well, we've talked a lot about it on this podcast about uh, service structures are for the home groups, and the home groups are responsible, not the other way around. Do you know the name of the home group that's actually putting on this event? It's my home group. Ah, and what's the name of that? Got Recovery. Cool. And uh, right here in Ohio then, right? Yes, sir. Right on. So uh, what brought you out to this? What made you decide to come? Well, I mean, my home group's putting it on. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but I mean, was there a reason you personally made that decision? Oh, uh, yeah, um, because it's important to know about uh, our literature development. It's important because, well, other people are writing our literature right now, and I know that the therapeutic value of one addict helping another is without parallel, and it's... The, another addict helping me is what's going to help me, not some therapist or some professional writer. So it's good for me to know about literature, and it's good for me to participate. You and I are, are some of the babies here as far as clean time. There is like people here that literally have decades. And I think uh, in the room last night we had an average of the average person had 11 or 12 years clean. Um, as someone who like me is, is got a lot less than clean time than some of these other guys, do you feel like your voice is being heard at this conference? Like what you're inputting has an impact? Absolutely. Actually, I was kind of nervous about that because I knew I was going to be one of the babies, you know. And actually, I mean, people with almost 40 years are, are talking to me like I'm I'm equal to them. I don't feel less than. I feel like I'm being heard, and I feel like what I'm doing has a purpose. It's actually feeling like the third tradition is being followed and there's no second-class membership. Hell yeah. <laughs> right on. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we jump off here? I love N.A. <laughs> right, hey, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Cool. Yet another victim here in the break room. This is a place to be hanging out, the coffee room. Uh, if you wouldn't mind giving us your name, where you're from, and your clean date if you're comfortable with that. My name's Jeremiah Maddox from Quakertown, Pennsylvania. My clean date's 519-13. Right on, brother. What, uh, what made you decide to come out here today to personally? Well, I, I came out to the, the, the Step-In Tradition Retreat in, in February, and uh, they announced this. So, uh, you know, I just, uh, I personally think it's, you know, important for any addict to, you know, to help get involved in the fellowship, you know what I mean? It's uh, definitely, a, I, you know, I believe like a integral part of recovery in general, you know what I mean? Being uh, being a service, uh, you know, do, doing for what doing what we need to do for ourselves to survive as a fellowship instead of having someone to do for it. Uh, just, uh, I, I, I was expecting, you know, this is my first time to anything like this, a literature conference, actually writing and editing, you know what I mean? So 
it's I'm a, a real big public speaker or you know what I mean or even a writer for that matter but I figured I'd come out anyway to help be a part of and just show up who do you feel like has the biggest voice in the room do you feel like that uh, some of these guys with decades clean are, are dominating the floor do you feel like you have equal or more time as far as the input goes what's your opinion on that each member even me I got one of the lowest clean times in the room at about 16 months and my input would be just as important as the guy with 40 years it, there is no uh, hierarchy of you know what I mean I got more clean time than you so what, what I say matters and yours don't it's any you know what I mean even if less clean time what you have to say matters you know regardless of clean time regardless of uh, your personality of who, you know, who knows who. And personally, I actually see most of the guys that people would, would, would say, oh, they're, they're dominating, don't participate as much as they, they kind of, you know what I mean, delegate the, you know, the work to the, the people that with less experience, you know, to, you know, sort of pass the torch in a way yeah i've noticed myself a lot of the very people that get accused of uh coordinated outreach efforts and and uh they're the ones behind all this and pulling all the strings i've been amazed as i watch those people you know hang back and let people like us with less experience do a lot of the writing and editing and participating and uh be more involved in uh yeah, I that that was one of the things that struck me was it didn't seem like there were any second class members out here or anybody with less of a voice than anybody else and uh, and that was uh, I I knew it was going to be like that to a degree I knew I guess I'm used to ha hearing lip service to to an ideal and then you get there and it's not what it is when we start talking about service committees and this has been. Uh, uh, for me, but truly something spiritual, you know, you don't always get that when you go to you know, something that's a, a service project. It's a, a home group is putting this on, but we have people from all over the nation here. You don't always get that at the service level, you know. Uh, I got a, a personal uh, opinion. Do you think we need uh, NAS or any other corporation's permission to write our own literature? I, b I believe, you know, that's, that's home groups practicing autonomy. You know what I mean? Um, if that's what's best for that group, then that's what should happen for that group. To whatever uh, helps that group more successfully carry the message, and 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 thrive. You know what I mean? As a you know a requirement of the recovery, mm -hmm. to 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 give back what was freely given to them. Uh, and that's just what you know. The the guys with a lot of clean time in the room. That's kind of how they say it. You know what I mean? When when they had very little clean time, someone was there to throw them in the midst of the, of the, you know, the thing when they didn't feel like they even deserved a chance to participate in something so great, and you know, and that what they had to say mattered. Yeah, and, and grew into something huge, and uh, you know, hopefully, what we're doing here will be something that can be the seeds. And this has been something that's been going on for a long time. This isn't the first time it's been done, but uh, hopefully, making the fellowship a little more aware that we can write our own literature can get it out there and, and inspire the fellowship to take its literature movement back to start writing its own by addicts for addicts about addicts again and, and not relying on a corporation to do it for us and hire out professional writers people get stuck in what what they they feel they they are supposed to do or what they uh have to do or what's the approved way of doing things 
and uh, that's you know what I mean. It's it's really about what what best suits your group. Writing literature is not something that affects other groups in a negative way. Yes, mm. it, it will affect other groups and NA as a whole, but not in a negative way that the tradition is talking about. If, if you you write literature in one, one group and give it to another group, they might say that's a good piece of literature. Maybe I could use that for my group. Maybe, but but we got to change this. That, that better suit our group. Uh, I, I see that happening, uh, and it just, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's just a kind of a great process to watch unfold, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can even, even you, you, you personally watch people disagree on, on different things and then come together, you know what I mean? People from, diff- they have totally different views, but come together uh, to get a, a service project done. And... It just, I think, you know, a great experience. You know, I, I, I had this plan since I, I seen the, the flyer, uh, probably around June, May or June when it came out. I just wish we had a little bit more time here, you know what I mean? We only got a, a basic, a, a rough edit done, you know what I mean? Uh, so now we got to even wait or decide to take this back to our home groups and, and work on it there and then have the information ready for the next literature conference. I, I think we're going to have a, a a great finished product when we're done with it. You know what I mean? I, and I can say I was a part of of, of that. That's beautiful. And a group conscious process, part of that is this will actually go back to home groups where they can make the final decision and let uh, a loving higher power speak as an ultimate authority. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, thanks for your time, brother. I appreciate you giving us your time and uh, uh, being hauled into the break room here so we could <laughs> get your perspective and uh, i'm sure we'll be seeing you around a lot thanks man okay got another uh another addict here in the in the break room the coffee room if you wouldn't mind giving us your uh, name uh, where you're from or your home group whatever you want to give us and your clean date if you're comfortable with it of course you can give us whatever information you want my name is brendan and i am an addict i'm from this historical pers- perspective group in allentown pennsylvania I'm here this weekend. I, I, uh, my clean date is 10-20-2013. Um, I went to rehab on the 2nd of October, so, you know, I started my clean date the day it got out because that's where I made the true commitment of to this program. Um, for me, this, is, this, this kind of fellowship and the writing that we do here and the input is what got me to stay clean this time. Um, <clears throat> in 2010 and 2011 is when I really started to find out that I really had a problem and I started going to the rooms and, you know, I guess, you know, I'll call them the nausea rooms, you know, uh, I was in and out for three, four years, um, you know, and, uh, I was on a lot of medications, um. You know, my the problem it wasn't the um, the DRTs, you know, the Suboxone or Methadone. <clears throat> it was the prescription drugs that really held me back from my true potential of recovery, um, total abstinence, complete abstinence. So, you know, it was just a whole up and down thing for me because I was really wanted to get clean, and it was just back and forth, back and forth. You know, I could not, you know, I would get clean from street drugs and then I'd be out there using it again. It, uh, 
it was just frustrating for me and just took me to a point where I I just wanted to die you know I 203 myself towards the end after that I used a little bit more you know I've had a stroke you know due to meds and open heart surgery all that stuff and I don't like the war story and I hate doing self-pity but that's just part of my story and until I was able to get totally abstinent I never felt this good in 10 plus years since I was 14 and I'm 20 I'll be 25 in December um, and the stuff you know two days clean going to a meeting a branch of my home group the historical perspective group they're writing the five tools pamphlet and they're asking me with two days clean what do you think what's your input you know and at that point I, I felt like I was a total piece of shit and these guys make me feel like you know I was worth something and that my opinion they re really truly care that like I could say something they would take it into consideration and that's one thing I can remember very um, you know, in the back of my head, which really got me stay around these rooms. When I able to come on weekends like this and put myself around people who have significant clean time and were around when they wrote the original text and <clears throat> hear stories from Jim and Billy and others. Last night after he shared, you know, like your feelings too. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I'm a younger. The younger generation and I hope that I can stay clean in order to like you know carry on the original message of like what our fellowships you know supposed to all be able to write input on new brochures pamphlets books you know because that's what that was able to get me to stay sticking to stay clean you know and being totally absent you know without being totally absent I want to be here sitting here talking right now um so like these weekends are just, uh, you know, amazing. I go home with, you know, my, my bell of recovery filled for a while. You know, my, my support group has expanded beyond belief in the last seven months. From being just a little guy in Allentown to traveling to Kentucky on a plane to go on a camping trip. Been there twice, you know, Ohio multiple times, Missouri. You know, it's just, it just amazes me. And, you know, I feel like that should be the fellowship worldwide. I couldn't, I can't put it into words. It's just, I never felt this great in my life. Thanks for being with us, bro. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for your time. So there you have it. I'd like to thank everybody who participated in those interviews. Uh, it's now six days after that interview process at the Ohio Literature Conference in Lisbon, Ohio. Uh, those interviews were conducted Sunday morning, October 5th, 2014. I just wanted to add a little bit of what I saw at that conference and what I felt while I was there. And I hope I don't, uh, hope I don't violate anybody's anonymity in the process here. But I, I wanted to relate an event that I, I was witness to. I was, was kind of sitting in the middle of the room and there were two pieces of literature being worked on, one on each end. And uh, some of the stuff that was going on in, in one of the particular pieces caught my ear. And I, I started to participate in that. And uh, I'm going to relate two experiences I had there. I uh, had nowhere near the clean time of, of quite a few of these uh, addicts who were participating in the development of this literature. And as I gave my input, it wasn't just my input being considered. 
when I said something, they gave me the floor. It was truly amazing. We're talking people who I'm sure some of them have more than double my clean time. Uh, people who, who their, their clean time just absolutely dwarfed mine. And uh, they gave me the floor and they listened. And, and it wasn't just listening. The things that I said actually had impact. And uh, sometimes as I tend to ramble, I, I would even realize that uh, some of the things I was saying, you know what, that's wrong. It, it was a beautiful process to see us uh, hammer some things out and, and, and go, this needs to change and talk about it more and more. And then sometimes end up changing things and a lot of times end up going, you know what? This is fine just the way it is. It's okay to say this. It's okay to say that, and it needs to be said. And I'm not going to get into specifics, but one one particular, uh, I don't want to say the word incident because it wasn't an incident, but uh, just something that I observed. Uh, there were two old-timers who have uh, very strong voices in, in the fellowship and have been huge parts of our history, and uh, they had a difference of opinion. And one was expressing his difference uh, of, of opinion, not even uh, as far as directed at the other old timer. He's just critiquing a piece of literature. And, and uh, this other old timer had been involved in the writing of it. And uh, he just said, hey, brother, you guys want to change the literature? That's fine. But don't run down what my home group wrote. And I'm sitting there going, okay, here's now when we see, I'm sorry for language, I'm just going to say, here's now when we see the real service shit. Because I know both these cats, and when you're having a personal conversation with them, uh, yeah, I've had the uh, occasion to have personal conversation with both of them, and, and they can both be quite passionate like myself. And we're people who can uh, disagree quite strongly and, and be very vocal in our opinions. And that's not what happened here. These two cats, uh, it wasn't even long and drawn out, these two cats just loved each other and hugged each other and then the literature conference went on and uh, it was what it was supposed to be and, and the home group consciences of, of each individual home group writing their home groups literature was going to be respected and uh, you know what was going on at the conference was respected and, and that'll go back to the home groups for approval and, and these pieces of literature will continue to be developed but it was not what I saw in a regular service structure when people have and this would have been a major disagreement anywhere I can't believe that it wasn't. It was two guys who 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 can disagree with each other quite often, and they were involved in service for Narcotics Anonymous, and they gave each other a hug, and it, it didn't follow an argument. There was no argument. There was a brief discussion and an understanding and a spirit of love, and I've talked about before that on rare occasions you can sit in in service committees and have it be very, very spiritual. And, you know, I'm going to get a little political here. Uh, the as-is conference does not use the concepts. They believe in true group conscience at the home group level. And they believe in true open participation and everybody having a voice. And uh, it, it was a beautiful thing to participate in. It was a beautiful thing to watch and behold. Uh, it was just a really neat experience to be involved in a literature process. That truly was about carrying a message to the addict who still suffered. That truly was about respecting home group conscience and, and realizing that ultimate authority is expressed at the group level. And that what we were doing there was in service to the home groups and that the home groups would have that final voice and final authority. And, and to talk to newcomers and see newcomers participate and have what they said and their opinions 
have every bit as much validity and impact. Anybody who wanted to participate on any level could. And when somebody stood up and said, hey, I think that's wrong, it didn't matter if everybody else in the room disagreed. They got their say and, and, and they weren't shot down. And it wasn't even, okay, you're wrong. If somebody was, it was, okay, let's discuss this. It was, uh, and, until you participate in one of these things, I, I can't really express uh, how, what a different experience it is from what service has become at times uh, as far as service in regards to service for our fellowship. And, uh, you know, it wasn't a spirit of uh, animosity at all. It wasn't a spirit of rebelliousness or bucking the system. It was truly a spirit of we have a system that does not respect group conscience uh, as far as the mainstream service structure goes right now. And uh, we're going to respect other groups' autonomy and, and let them participate in whatever service structure they want. But that doesn't mean we can't write our own literature. And, uh, you know, I, I'm reminded of, of something that I heard. I don't know if it was as a newcomer, but I, I've listened to a lot of speaker tapes over the years. And I have a hard time talking about this without my voice cracking, without breaking up. But uh, I've heard the story related by... by uh, different individuals and and I think both people who were involved in this conversation actually in in different speaker tapes but uh early on in in our fellowship when Jimmy Kay and them were writing some literature and they were sitting around I think they were sitting around a kitchen table after a meeting or something and they were working on some literature for Narcotics Anonymous and one of the cats there was complaining you know why do we have to write this literature and Jimmy Kay said, because there's addicts who haven't even been born yet, who are going to need this literature one day. Or who are going to need it one day. And uh, the reason that, just every time it comes out of my mouth, I just can't control my emotion. Is because the year that this happened is I was one of those addicts who hadn't even been born yet, who was going to need it one day. And thank God they were there and thank God they were doing it. And uh, that it was literature by addicts, for addicts, about addicts, the way it was meant to be. Because every time our fellowship has grown uh, with as the result of literature, that's been the literature that does it. It hasn't been about profit. It hasn't been about funding services or any ulterior motives. It's been by addicts, for addicts about addicts with the intention of carrying a message to the still suffering addict and giving us a way to live free.